Here's an example. I have my net worth. Where do I want to be worth? And I invest 20% of my income every year towards that net worth number. My number is eight figures. I know what yours is. My income, I have a six-figure annual income. No, no, this is my six-figure monthly income, seven-figure annual income. My objective is to grow the company by 25,000 more people. I'm starting an annual founders tour to Africa. Every year I'm going to go to Africa and take anybody in the service that wants to go with me. Wow. And we're going to start to tour the entire continent. Every year we'll go to a different place until we've been to them all or we die. One or two will happen. Sign me up. That's a game. First one being planned for November. Going to South Africa and then we're going to fly over to to Tanzania. One of the land in the U.S. and international. I have my house, but I just want land. Grow some stuff on it. Some animals out there. If everything hit the fan, I just got to make it to the truck, get to the land. Hunt <laughs> <laughs> for my food. Oh, don't all that sound good? A couple of weekends ago, our cable went out. We almost died. I was like, like hey, how are we going to make it on the land? We can't even go to the edge of our cable. She's like, if we have to, but we ain't have to go these two days with our cable. They fix it. Ain't nothing I can do about it. I mean, we almost died. Two days with our cable. I'm sitting in the corner with my laptop watching shows. I said, baby, we ain't going to make it in a while. You feel what I'm saying? We ain't going to make it. We can't even go without cable. How are we going to be out there hunting for our food? You know I'm going to sneak some stuff out there, right? When it's my time to go hunt, I'm bringing some stuff from the freezer. Oh, God. <laughs> See this leg? I cut it right off of before you got away. I always have a goal to have my cash on hand. A certain amount of money I need to have in case I need to escape and do something else. What's your cash on hand now? See, those are the kind of goals I set, just so you get an example. I have goals to make sure I keep my business and credit score above a certain level. Right. I'm proud of my credit. I can get anything I want, anywhere, anytime, mm -hmm. just on the signature. I, when I go by my truck, I can just walk in and sign. I ain't got to put nothing down. Mm -hmm. You get your credit score in the 800s, you don't put down paper. Right. They don't even ask you for nothing. They don't even ask you to prove your income no more. When my wife bought that G-Wagon for a hundred and something thousand dollars, signed, drove out. It's called credit. Make sure you always stay on top of that word. That makes sense? Yep. That's my goals. I look at my faith goals and I make sure that I'm tithing and donating a certain amount of money every month. I make sure that I take two personal vacations. My wife said, if any of y'all there, it ain't a vacation. <laughs> so y'all can't go with me twice a week. The only messed up part is y'all everywhere. So if I run into one of y'all, it don't count no more. I could spend $10,000, take her to the buy, and if one of y'all pop up and go, hey, Chris, crap, this don't count. <laughs> I got to do two more vacations. But she said, if one of y'all there, it don't count. So, so I got two vacations planned in Japan and Thailand, 
and y'all better not be there. I'm gonna send y'all a date so y'all do not go <laughs> at the same time. And uh, I'm gonna go ahead and tackle this fitness thing. I need to lose and control my weight. I'm gonna be at 190 pounds by June. I somehow think, I somehow think I'm a little crazy. But this is like 225 right here. Y'all don't even understand. I could be a supermodel. All I gotta do is go apply at Portly Man's magazine. I'd be a supermodel right now. Don't get me down to 190. I'm gonna crazy. I'm gonna try it though. But we both agree, if it don't look good, I can go back up. Yeah, yeah me and my wife got an agreement. Because even she don't want me to look like crap. So she said, if you start to look like you sick, I'm going to need you to eat. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, we got a deal. I'm going to go down to 190, and then I'm going to stand in the mirror, and we're going to see if I look normal or if I look like a little body with a big head or something like that. <laughs> Sometimes I'm leaving all the right places. Like right now, all my weight's in my stomach, the rest of me ain't even big. So what if I lose weight and my legs and arms get skinny and my stomach stay there? Next time I see you go meet, I'm gonna be like this. We're gonna see what happens. And then this arm will reward myself. If I lose the weight 190 in June, I can take ten thousand dollars. Go get me a new order. All right, man. Leave a green. So if I hit the one ninety and I don't look crazy, I'm about to go shop. Right, now some of y'all look at that ten thousand and go, "That's not a lot." It is for me. And I shop at the Macy's clearance rack. Seventy dollars show, be nine dollars and ninety-five cents. You know how many of them I get for ten thousand dollars? I'm gonna have three people carrying my bags out of Macy's. My wife won't even go with me. I'll be amazing like, you tripping. It's some nice designer stuff up in here. Discount guy. So everything you see me with on designer, y'all know who bought it, right? Because I, I can't bring myself. Yeah, I got a Louis shoes, and Christian Louboutin belt. Guess who bought all this stuff? Every time I leave the house, I come back with Macy's bag. I spent $120. I got eight shirts. <laughs> I had enough left to get some socks and underwear. So <laughs> she be looking at me like, you got real problems. Wait till you see what I do with $10,000. <laughs> I'm going to have to build a whole other closet. So that's my game plan. Now, if I give her $10,000, she's going to get a purse and a belt. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand, but Next car, already picked. So now that Ferrari, next car I'm gonna get is gonna be a 66, the year I was born, Lincoln Continental, with suicide doors. Yeah. We're going old school. See why everybody's going electric? I ain't playing around with that electric when you make it control your car. Right. Some of y'all don't understand. You fraction the case for law, and they're gonna call your car and tell it to bring you to jail. <laughs> That's why they put that self-driving mechanism in there. You miss a car payment, your car gonna drive off when you come here. You're gonna go out there and get into it, and it's gonna lock the door and and your car gonna pull off. They 
technology stuff. I'm going to give me a 66 million. When everything else in the world go electric, I'm going to crank that sucker. I'm going to ozone destroying, nice as looking. Well, that's my next one. That's what that's going to be. You don't even understand. And then I'm going to upgrade my Mercedes. So that's my, these are my goals. I got the Mercedes S63. I'm going to upgrade it to the Mazda. Because at this point, I got a Bentley and a Ferrari. I just can't have a regular Mercedes sitting next to me. Okay. You break up the continuity. Right? Now the S63 does cost $184,000. So it ain't no weekly. But I got to go ahead and up that game. And I want y'all to stand. I do all this for you. <laughs> we appreciate it. Because if you don't see it done, how can you believe you can do it? You don't want nobody standing up here talking about winning, but ain't really winning. That's you true. don't want nobody get up here and do a whole speech, and then when they leave, they catch an Uber. <laughs> and you going to tell me how to win, at least have some examples of winning. That's all. So I do this for you. This is all for you. You forced me to live this way. So the first goal you should set is if you're going to stop part time, make a goal to make fifty thousand a year. Make that your first year goal. If you're just getting started, make a goal to make 50,000 in the next 12 months while you learn this business. And this is how you do it. It's simple. You just gotta help two people get started and qualify to override. It's gonna take you three to six hours a day, four days a week. Three to six hours. Three to six hours. You do that when you get off from your full time. You ain't got no full-time job, it's your part-time. <laughs> if you're already doing that, then go up to bump it up to a hundred. Make a hundred thousand. Make a goal to do one of those two in the next 12. Is that it? Yes. yes. And I'm gonna wrap it up with this. One of my favorite books, because I truly do believe that it encompasses the principles that you really gotta have to is the seven habits of how they work. And so I'm gonna run through them real quick. Number one is be proactive. See, too many people wait till they have to succeed before they start to succeed. Why wait till your back is up against the wall? See, when it's your choice, your decision, that means you have control. See, go win when you don't need to win. And that way you'll never need to do anything. But some of you will walk out of here because your life's pretty comfortable. I'm in Richmond, Virginia area, you know. You've got money around here. Nice houses, live on golf courses. Oh, that's just business. <laughs> but I'm saying, go fight on your terms. Don't let life knock you down before you decide, I got to do something. People always, when something happens, say, oh, I gotta do something. How about do something now so nothing can ever knock you down? Mm -hmm. So you make the choice. 
Number two, you gotta begin with the end in mind. What are you building? What is your dynasty going to look like? Let me tell you something that's almost scary. Our whole life is a manifestation of our goals and dreams. The house we live in is where my wife walked around at 16 and was asking people, although this is rude, she got in the gate of this subdivision at 16 and would ask people she see how much does their house cost? Because she wanted to live there when she got old. And now she lives there. All right. Where she said she wanted to live All right. at 16. My wife said her dream car is a white Bentley with a black top. I was out to lunch with Scott and Coach. And this coach took us to his friend's dealership. He has a friend who owns a high-end car dealership. This is what Jeannie alluded to. I ran in the dealership, saw a Lamborghini, the door up, I jumped in. Man, I looked good. Then I tried to get out. <laughs> Lamborghinis are not built for people built like me. See, they have a high lip right here. So to get out, you gotta be able to lift your leg higher than the lip without hitting the steering wheel so you can put it outside the car. Yeah, that wouldn't happen. So what I had to do was just fall sideways out the car and kick my feet and slid out on the floor. Now I said, as nice as this car is, that's not gonna look good in front of the restaurant. Pull up, man, open the door, flop out the side, kick your feet. Jump up real quick and brush off. I ain't gonna do that. Then I saw across the room a white Bentley with a black car. Now I was not in the market for a car. We was at lunch. There had been no discussion on a car. I had never bought a car this expensive before. Started looking at it. It looks nice. The guy's ready to go. And coach said, why don't you put the application in and see if you can get it? And I go, what, you just want to see me get declined? Right. Now we're talking $232,000 for a car. So I go, okay, if it'll make you guys laugh, then I get declined. Go ahead, do the paperwork. And then we left. 20 minutes later, they called me and said, where would you like the car to live? <laughs> At which point I said, Ooh, I ain't even tell my wife nothing. <laughs> I don't really know how this is going to go over that I just spent $230. And then I came over with a bright idea. Say it's a gift for <laughs> <laughs> So I said, baby, you ain't going to leave this. Remember how you told me years ago you wanted a white Bentley with a black top? Oh my God. Come on outside. They go truck out there and back the Bentley off the truck. Mm. That was our first car. Expensive car. Amen. She now lived in her dream house and now her dream car just got dropped off. You know what the first thing we did? Which is gonna let y'all a little insight into us. <laughs> we went through the drive through at McDonald's. And <laughs> 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 a drop top bit. <laughs> so get some letters? Yep. Our normal spot? Yep. <laughs> and she had her phone up making a video. <laughs> and we pulled into the McDonald's drive through 
got two breakfast meals. We don't make money changes. That's how we got that car. Our whole life is a manifestation. Wanted a Ferrari, now we'll have a Ferrari. Wow. She wanted a G-Wagon truck, went and bought it. Now, just like I'm telling you, we have to set goals and pay a price and work. We didn't just walk around buying stuff. We had to plan. This is years later. Years later. 16 on the house. She in her 30s by the time we that ain't overnight. None of this ain't overnight. By the time we bought the Bentley, we'd already been together six years. This ain't overnight. But what does your end look like? Why are you fighting in the first place? What life are you designing or building? What are you building? So we knew exactly what we were building. And every piece has fallen into place. And none of it was overnight. All of our friends was doing stuff faster. Oh, we got a house. Oh, we bought two houses now. Oh, we renting to one and we living in one. And we just sat there. Do what y'all want to do. Buy as many of those houses you want. What we want. Then number three, you got to prioritize. Listen to me. Number one reason people continuously get out of balance is they don't prioritize. They say they do, but they don't. See, God family business is what we say. And I hear a lot of people say it, but they don't mean it. See, God family business don't mean 20% God, 20% family, 20% business. It means each one gets 100%. Because when you're doing it, you do it. You go to church, you go to whatever praise, worship, service, you there to praise and worship. Don't be in there trying to recruit people. Don't be in there trying to build your business. I'm going to try to get a meeting with the pastor. Pastor don't need to be, what, what you mean with the pastor? Because I can recruit him. Pastor already been recruited. Oh uh, somebody more powerful than you with a bigger mission. You can't recruit the pastor. The pastor got to decide what the pastor wants. Leave him alone. Everybody in there staring at him. I'm going to get him. He got all the people. You go there for that, you do that. When I'm with my family, I'm with, we got date night twice a week. Everybody in work with me know I do not take calls or do business on date night. It is an absolute ain't gonna happen, ain't nobody answering the phone. Date night is date night. Only way you can get through on date night is if you are a son and he's been told you better be on your way to the police station or the hospital. If you ain't doing one of them two, don't call us on date night. Date night is date night. There's one mission on date night. Capture the woman. <laughs> Whole mission. Laura 
into the track with food and stuff. <laughs> you get ready. I'm going to dinosaur mode. <laughs> looking around the corner. I know she hired me in something. date night, so she ain't leaving the house. She in the house. She ain't trying to make this difficult. <laughs> I got food. I got drinks. That's a whole jacket. That's it. I don't have nothing else on my mind. Capture the woman. Wednesdays and Saturdays. You can get a head start, but I know you ain't here. I ain't doing nothing. I don't know what the rest of y'all doing. You can't break that up. And when I'm working, she know I'm working. I'm all out. All day. Doing what I gotta do. Sometimes I'm on the phone late night, early morning conference calls, meetings. I got to travel like I'm here right now. She don't give me no static about this. You got to go to Virginia, go knock it dead, bitch. Go, go drop the mic, do what you do. I don't get no static. Ain't no worry about nothing. Ain't no trust issue. She at home with her girlfriend, they killing the town right now. When I was leaving her G-Wagon, caught a flat. You know, I guess I'm driving to Bentley this weekend. Oh, Lord. Her girlfriend's in the Bentley ain't gonna tell her what they do. Don't worry about that. We do what we gotta do. Right? Mm -hmm. Sunday, we're gonna spend our time together doing what we do. Let's make sure our, our faith is right. Wednesday, you better start running the date night. <laughs> See, you're 100 when you're supposed to be 100. Some of y'all on date night trying to recruit the waiter. I don't recruit in front of my wife. On date night, we on a date. Some of y'all have family day. But while the kids is in the big old jumpy thing, you trying to recruit the parents. No. On family day, the kids get in the jumpy thing, you need to get in the jumpy thing. Yep, full of kid diseases and snot. <laughs> But if you're there for kid day, you need to jump in the jumping thing. What your kid don't remember is my dad used to get in the jumping thing with me. Not my dad was over there talking to the other parents while I played by myself. I had to make some new friend. See, we say we prioritize, but we constantly keep trying to do two at the same time. Do one at a time. If you do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it, you should be comfortable being free, not doing it when you're not supposed to be. See, if I get all my recruits on a certain day, I ain't got to recruit on Sunday. That's it. If I work my butt off all the rest of the days of the week, I ain't got to work on date night. The problem is you don't do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it, so you always try to play catch up. So you just blended your priorities. And now you ain't good at none of them. You have doing all of them. You gotta get that one down. Four, think of win-win scenarios always. Too many people are trying to look out for themselves, but you do know the power in success is the quality quality of service you provide to others, right. not to yourself. If you don't do, see if you don't have nothing, ask yourself this question. What do I give to others? And what you'll find is 
nothing. You give nothing, you have nothing. But when you give quality and quantity to others, your life is abundant. So anytime you wonder why is this happened to me, ask yourself, what am I giving? There will be your answer. This world gives you what you give back. If you give nothing, it will give you nothing. How long are you going to keep trying to scrap for yourself before you figure that out? You can't take nothing from this world. You have to barter based upon the loot, the raw, the rules and the laws of nature. And let me tell you something about laws of nature. You can't break them. You can break yourself against them, but you can't break them. So the faster you identify them and then agree and negotiate within those rules, the faster you get what you want. That make sense? Mm -hmm. Number five, so important, seek to understand, then seek to be understood. Some of you have a tough time explaining this business because you go to people trying to get them to understand what you're saying. But what you first need to do is get on their level and understand how they feel and what they're thinking and what they've experienced so far in life. And there will be the answers of how to explain what we have. Seek to understand before you seek to be understood. You have to. You cannot communicate with a person that you don't understand where they are. You got to speak their language and then teach them yours. Not come at them speaking yours and keep asking why they don't understand. You know how many times I hear people say, they don't get it. No, you don't get it. They don't get it because you're not speaking their language. And the reason you're not, because you didn't take the time to learn their language. I don't talk to a poor man about riches. He can't conceive. So I'll bid and I'll begin talking to him about succeeding where he is. And then I'll gradually increase the bounty. Because every day that he gets more, he believes that he gets more. Some of y'all walk right up to people. I was at this big man, they giving out ten thousand dollar bonuses. Y'all talking to a person that never got a bonus. Barely make ten thousand a year, and you over there trying to sell them on come to this meeting, and then they bring they thinking, was it Kool Aid there? <laughs> I heard about these meetings. Usually got some Kool Aid there. When people come out of there talking about $10,000. You only talk to 10000 to a person who's made $10,000. I only talk about 100000 to people who, you understand? And you bring them there. See, I'm last talking about succeeding. Because Jeannie and Scott and all of them talked about how. You got to start where we stand. We started with a guest that's now in a leadership if you stayed, we didn't require them all to stay, so I wasn't ready. But I don't decide that, you do. You decide whether you're ready or not. Right? Yeah. I think I'm saying this all 
in basic terms. Have I spoken above anybody's head so far? If I have, I apologize. But I'm, I'm usually pretty good at staying pretty basic. Because one of the first things I realized was that I'm not that smart. But I outwork everybody. And guess what I learned once I became successful? They ain't smart either. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm in a country club full of people that's way dumber than me. They got more money. I ran into a guy so rich it's ridiculous. Wasn't that, didn't appear to be that smart. That's so what does he do? He made hangers. How many of y'all got hangers? Mm -hmm. Only everybody in here got hangers. So he made something that everybody needs. He rich. He got to be smart. He was smart enough to know y'all not going to throw your clothes on the floor. So he made a business out of making hangers. And now he's rich. See, I need a lot of people like that. You ever, see, you ever hear about the guy who made the, the Snuggy? $100 million. Now tell me you ain't never thought of this. A Snuggie is a blanket with a hole in it. How many times have we been wrapped up in a blanket and trying to turn the TV? Right. <laughs> First we try through the blanket, that don't work. Right. Usually we end up going up to the neck and holding the remote like this. How many of you have done it? We all have. He cut two holes in it. And called it a snake. And now he worth over a hundred million dollars. Mm -hmm. And then he got fancy and started changing the colors. Blue yeah. for boys, pink for girls, and camouflage. Mm -hmm. I was so mad. I was like, there's many times I laid in that blanket <laughs> and I never thought to cut a hole in it. <laughs> now he worth a hundred million dollars. Wow. You gotta be the smartest. Just got to be smart enough at the right time. I've never been so disgusted in my life. I used to watch TV in a blanket on the couch all the time. Never even thought of cutting a hole in Probably because my mother would beat me for cutting a hole in a blanket. That's right. That might have deterred my genius. But had I been defiant, I could have paid her back. You gotta synergize, optimize, but not compromise. What does that mean? That means we gotta be able to come together as great minds and, and chart a plan to succeed without you having to sacrifice your character, your morals, your integrity. Yeah. So we can synergize and figure out a way to do anything without compromising who we are. And number seven, sharpen the saw. We must constantly work on ourselves. You've got to keep working on you. See, here's what I know about people. I know what I know. You know what you know. I don't know what you know. But I'm teaching you what I know. So if you take what I know and mix it with what you know, shouldn't you be better than me? Because you got what you already know that I don't know. And I just told you what I know. So I gotta keep getting better. Because if I don't stay ahead of you, why would you follow me? Uh -huh. See, some of you wanna be followed based on what you did 10 years ago. 
these kids today don't even know nothing about what we did 10 years ago. You gotta keep growing, you gotta keep evolving, you gotta keep working on you so that you stay relevant. The sad part is most adults are irrelevant to the next generation. Irrelevant. You think you got something to teach them. They ain't trying to hear what you try to teach. Because the world ain't like it was when you was there. My mother had to worry about me putting no naked pictures on the internet. Wasn't no internet. If I was going to be naked, I had to run outside naked. Four neighbors called up before I got down the stairs. Three had permission to beat me back up the stairs. And then she beat me. So for running out naked, you got four beatings. Wasn't nobody worried about no kids running out naked. They had, we had a different system. Today, your kid run out naked, somebody will try to pick them up and drive them off. Anybody coming out in the neighborhood trying to pick no kid up? Most people wouldn't come in our neighborhood, period. You ain't live there, you ain't come there. Because that's one thing we had down. They don't live. What they doing here? And we was like, the neighborhood police ain't on nothing. But you come walking down our street, what you doing on the street? When you come and see. We don't know you. What you doing here? How many of you ever had a friend in a fight and you went to jump in? And then afterwards you said, what was we fighting about? We did that in our neighborhood all day. You fight one person on our street. We, we all jump in. Then afterwards we're like, so what was we fighting about? That's just how we ran our neighborhood. Nobody worried about no kids getting snatched. We played out there till the lights went off. But there was at least 10 mothers looking out the window every five, six minutes. And you do one thing out of nine. Please. You be getting beat by everybody, mother. So you can't teach that to today's kids. They looking at you like you're crazy. And if his mother hit me, I'm going to beat You go, what? So I ain't got no young kids, because I'll be in jail. <laughs> Look, if you want to be successful, you got to have faith and belief. You got to believe there's always a way to turn things around and be committed to life. You got to believe there are no failures in life. As long as you learn something, then you've succeeded. See, you got to believe God's delays are not God's denials. There's a different clock that you may not understand. You got to be positive and cheer the success of others until your turn. You gotta realize the past don't equal the future. And any moment you can change your entire life by making a new decision. Let me stop here for a second. Most people aren't willing to admit that the reason they're in the position they're in right now is because of a decision they made six months to a year ago. That's a tough pill to swallow that it's my fault. But here's the power in that. You can change your whole life six months to a year from now by a decision you made today. So you got just as much power to fix it as you had to break it. And if you realize that, you understand your power. See, faith is to believe what you do not yet see. The reward for that faith is to see one day what you believe. Amen. I hope you guys enjoyed hanging out with us for Saturday. Amen. I hope you learned something.
Take it up with it. Let's build something bigger. I see these are the money you have to stop. Not the tip job. The very top.